Hello, and welcome back to episode four of season three of the Blue Jays Way podcast. I am your host, Curtis Martin. As always, I'm joined by the lovely yet mysterious and for some reason mustached uh, Tyler Prosik. Tyler, how's it going? It's going uh, pretty well. For all, for all listeners, he was rubbing his mustache in a very disgusting manner. Yeah, like, so... though the first word that comes to mind is pedophilia. But oh, okay, uh... well, okay, let's 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 pump the brakes on that one. Um, the beard is a work in progress. It still needs to fill here. It's not doing it. I, I feel like you. I feel like you, as a beard wearer myself, I feel like you just need to bail. It's not doing me any favors. You can see, you know, if I get in real close, it's just a little bit of hair. But anyways, I'm pretty good. You know, school started baseball season is right around the corner the world baseball classic is so so close and it's amazing um you know a lot of stuff going on but uh keeping busy with baseball and we barely know who's on team canada fun yeah pretty much i think uh actually josh naylor dipped out of that because he wants to stay healthy which just sucks but oh well well his and... brother will be the starting catcher yep i'm i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch more excited than the World Cup. Who cares about FIFA? Yeah. No one does. Only like 7 pretty billion people. The entire world, yeah. <laughs> Only like half the world. Yeah, pretty much. Every part of the world that has the televisions. But that's okay. Um, in a hard segue, that's not even remotely what we were talking about. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, what are the winter tour happened for the Blue Jays? A fun thing that they do every year where the Blue Jays get out oh, to some markets that usually don't see the Jays besides Niagara Falls, weirdly, this year. Yeah, they went to Vancouver, obviously Toronto, and then they went to Niagara Falls for a day as well. So um, that was that was fun. And during this time, the players are exposed to some of the media. And an interesting piece of uh, information came out when the reporters talked to Vlad, and that is that the Jays have not even reached out to Vlad about talking a long-term contact uh, contract, sorry, pardon me, uh, extension. And my first question for you, Tyler, is how nervous does this make you about a Vlad deal? I don't know if it makes me nervous because usually teams and players will communicate throughout the entire spring. And I feel like with him getting back, um, getting back into the swing of things lately and he'll be reporting... Uh, to spring early because the World Baseball Classic when he plays for Dominican. Because um, most of the, or I believe all almost all of the negotiations is just agent and team is is pretty much how it goes. And then the player obviously adds his input or whatever. Um, but um, but I feel like he means like he hasn't even reached, they haven't even reached yeah, to his agent. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. But I mean, I, I feel like there's still time. But it, by the end of spring, if if there's another question about his contract and and he says the same thing that's when i'm like oh god because if you're not even communicating with him it's that's just a red flag bad 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 not good um i think he's gonna have a great year this year even better than last year and possibly even better than 2021 i think vlad's gonna be just as good if not better than 2021 he says he feels better. He says he feels more, uh, I think he said flexible and stronger or something like that. Uh, he said it in an interview. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, he feels good, which is which is great. And um, if he's coming into the spring healthy and goes into the World Baseball Classic healthy and plays well, 
and there's still no negotiations happening, then there's something to be worried about because it's going to get a little ridiculous. He's, he's like, I understand he's still really young, but when he hits free agency, I believe 2026 is when, or after 2026 is when he hits free agency. He will be, he's 23 right now. Is he 24 right now? 23. 23, I believe. 23, 24. Um, yeah. So if he's turning 24 this year, then, and it's 2023, three years from now, 27. So yeah, he's like, oh gosh, I'm just, this is stressing me out. We need, like, we need, we need to get this done. And if it doesn't happen this spring, I don't see it happening, period. Um, and, and I think what also puts pressure on this is the fact that the Jays are going to arbitration with Bo Bichette, who did not want to sign. I'm not saying that it's putting a lot more pressure, but it's putting pressure from externally onto the organization that it seems that they haven't elite done enough work or tried to do enough work mm. to get one of these two stars signed yet. Cause we're coming towards the end of their arb. Like, sure, they still have like a couple more years. Yeah. But you don't, I, we've seen, unless you're Raphael Devers, that if you get to that last year, I'd say easily 50% of the time you're a trade bait when you haven't signed a contract going to your last year of arbitration. When you're this high level of a prospect slash player in the majors, it, yeah. it's some cause for concern. So I think personally for me, maybe, you know, if a deal doesn't get done this year, I'm not worried. Yeah. But if a deal doesn't get done this year, it kind of has to get done this upcoming off season. Like yeah. it's if it doesn't happen, I think uh, all of Toronto will go to the Rogers Center outside of Ross Atkins' office and start throwing Molotovs and have their pitchforks ready because yeah. it's it's gonna be a sight to see if the Jays let it go that far uh, into his um what's the word I'm looking for contract uh, process into the control that they have of him. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't think there's any player on planet Earth that a fan base adores more than Blue Jays fans like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, I don't think so. Um, And if you don't mind me touching on the Bo Bichette thing, um, here's kind of my thoughts on that. I think like so if for those who don't know, Bo Bichette's arbitration case is going to an uh, is going to an arbitrator because the teams and player couldn't come to an agreement on a salary for this upcoming year. And they're the, two and a half million off roughly. The, um, I believe Bo filed for 7 million or something or 7.5 and the Jays filed for five or 5.5. So here's, here's my thoughts on that. Um, I think Bo Bichette is a really smart guy. Obviously he's a great player and he's smart. His dad was in the majors. His dad knows how this works. His family knows how this works. He has the money. He doesn't need the extra money, but he's smart. And he's trying, obviously, to make the most money possible and get what he's worth. And to me, that just makes sense from if it was me, I would do the same thing, obviously. Um, and for the Blue Jays, they have their formulas and they have their process in which they offer arbitration contracts. So no matter who it is, and if if they changed it for someone, then then it would look bad. But no matter who the player is, the Blue Jays are always going to use their same process to offer the arbitration money that they offer. It's just the way the team works. Every team has what they value more than other other organizations, and they'll pay for more uh, depending what they like the most. 
Um, so the Blue Jays filing at five is no big deal for me. Bichette filing at seven is also no big deal for me. Obviously, both parties want to maximize. Uh, the Blue Jays want to minimize the money they're giving while also giving him a fair salary. And Bo Bichette just wants to make a lot of money, which is totally valid. Their disagreement being the biggest one in baseball, blah, blah, blah. It means to me, it means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing to his contract negotiations long term. So, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Here. This is where I disagree. I think you know this is a rare moment on Blue Jays way podcast history. We don't we, disagree much. We don't we strongly do disagree on a lot, but I gotta disagree with you here. I feel like this is a precursor to the contract talks. I feel like Bo and his family and his uh camp view him in a lot higher in terms of salary than the jays do in terms of value yeah, yeah. And, and i that... i think that's not going to change overnight no and, definitely and not. vlad or sorry not vlad Bo did not have a bad year last year no he if anything year. he had a good year last year and there's still this like little bit of divisiveness i'm not saying that this is the end of the world yeah but i'm saying that to separate this from future contract extension talks is a little bit foolish not saying you're dumb but i feel no. like in in the end this is going to be a precursor to the struggle the Jays are going to have to re-sign him. I think Vla- I'm more confident in re-signing Vlad than I am Bo. Oh, I, think I, I completely Vlad agree with you there. Knows that he's going to be a Jay for a long time. Mm-hmm. But my question is, how much longer are we going to have Bo Bichette? Whether that's through trade, whether that's uh, through contract, you know, will he sign like a smaller bridge deal and then try to get more money? I know that's more of a hockey thing, but we could see that with a guy like Bo in baseball because he's so young, because he came out so recently, similarly to uh, Vlad. You know, there's not many players like these guys. That's what makes it so hard to pin down a price, especially yeah. at shortstop too, a really high-valued position in the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where if this is going to fuel the fire of Bo to this summer, if if the arbitration comes back and he's getting $5 million, he's going to be like, no one thinks I'm as valuable as I do. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show you all why I'm worth this money. And he's See, going to try and get that money. That's no, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I agree with some of your points, but where I come in that that's different is I don't think the he'll, he'll definitely hold a grudge. That's human nature. Of course, he's going to hold a grudge, like obviously, but my thing is the blue Jays don't see it as that big of a deal. Because they're not changing anything for any player. They give each player the same process for their arbitration. And I think in long-term contract dis- uh, discussions with Bo, it will it's gonna come up in 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 those discussions. Like you didn't value me here. Why should you why should I do this for you now? And that's that's where Ross Atkins always talks about the give and take of contract, long-term contract negotiations. Bo Bichette's the the intricate details of those of the contract that he's could be negotiating that's where this might taint it a little bit but i don't think the relationship between player and organization is completely ripped apart like people on twitter are saying it is i just think it could it could create small little infractions in contract discussions i don't think it's ripped apart to clarify but i think yeah. that it's starting to fracture it's valid that they need to repair it. That I agree that with that, but I think I, I don't think it's I like think, the I end think of the world. I think we've seen this 
this organization organization ostracized some of its talent. I think a good example of that is Josh Donaldson. Yeah. And that's for different reasons, not contract reasons. Yeah, it was but, like age and injury and all that stuff. But still, I I think that, you know, this isn't a market where you can, you know, just willy-nilly throw players to the wind and expect them to like come back. Like I I know that they're spending the money. I know I hey, I know Toronto's a great place to play baseball. And people are starting to realize that too. But we're still not at the point where we're one of those highly, highly desirable markets like perennial contenders, Boston, L.A., San Diego, San Diego, Toronto, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, like you can go down Atlanta, you know, Houston, Houston, you know, these higher end markets with big fan bases and a lot of money. So, you know, that's what makes it this that much more important is getting these deals done is because sure they can sign all these free agents, but they're not going to have the resources to find these guys again. If they let them go, these are like, if not once very few times in a generation type of players, especially because they're just entering like the very bottom of the prime window in these next couple of years. Yeah. And I think that it'll be interesting to see what the Jays do because basically the whole future of this organization rides on both of these, these contract players. negotiations agreed see and that's why i was raising my hand for a second like rogers if you ever employ me i love you but get your crap together here we we need to uh we need to focus on what matters here with the owners that the blue jays have they should be at, in the top five um of highest payroll in the league you have a very 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 wealthy uh, organization and if you're not paying the players that you grew from home in Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, um those two is kind of where we're focusing right now. If we don't pay them, then what was the point in bringing them up and hyping them up and getting all ready for these two players to flip the franchise around and and change things for the team and bring us into contention? If we're not going to keep them around, then what the heck are we doing? And with the money that that we have available to us, when when you think about how how much money Rogers has and how much they could give, um, and how much Ross and Mark keep saying money's not a problem, money's not a problem, money's not a problem, then freaking prove it to me and go pay the players that you grew, uh, to to play here, and to add to add to to the little little fire we're creating here, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like you were saying, it's going to be his age twenty four season. That's the first year of his prime, in my opinion. 24 to I would say 32 is is a baseball player's prime. Um so Bobachet's in his prime, Vladdy's in his prime. Lock him up long term. We I, I don't even I don't think I could count how many times that we've talked about this before. And it just gets more frustrating and fresh it just keeps building up. And if it's building up like you're saying, if it keeps building up for us, then you have to imagine it's building up for them as well. And it's just getting to a point where where they they have to figure it out. They really, really do. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. But uh, moving on to another topic, just Mm -hmm. because we do have other things we do want to talk about on this episode, as fascinating as that one is. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, just for a quick second, going back to the Winter Tour, becoming a Blue Jays fan favorite? Question mark? Do do we actually like Kevin Kiermaier now, Tyler? We love Kevin Kiermaier. 
love wow that's a big that's a that's that's, a, that's that's a strong word that you can't just throw the love the l word out there i know i know i know it's strong but those blue eyes are real me and i can't i gotta tell you um oh, okay the, pause pause Let, let's pause so, the outlaw, simmer, simmer down there bud simmer the, down the outlaw is is capturing the heart that is the toronto blue jays um i it's it's great to see. I'm actually really happy that he's on the Blue Jays. Um, I know some people, um, especially over Twitter, and and if you couldn't tell, I I go on Twitter too much. Um, on people on Twitter are always like, like why Kevin Kiermaier? That's who we got. Like what else? Like we should have got Brandon Nimmo. Blah blah blah. Kevin Kiermaier is cheap, really good at defense, and there's no more shift, so his average is probably going to tick up a few few little points. And he's also an exceptional base runner. Um, so not only is he a great baseball player, it seems like he's going to be great in the Toronto community and and doing what he can to help in the Toronto community, which is always something that is awesome to get out of a player. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he he's won me over. I'm, I can't wait to see him play. I cannot wait uh, to watch him play, especially in the new renovations and, and the field's all different. And uh, it just seems like... Uh, I think I've said this on one of the episodes this season. It just seems fresh. The team seems different and fresh and new and, and it's new looks and it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's such a weird shape of the outfield for anyone that hasn't seen it, maybe in the video portion, I'll just throw up a quick little photo that was taken by the media when they got their tour of the renovations i can also talk about it a little bit if you want me to explain what it kind of is you can if you want i mean it's up to you but for our listeners but i think it's it's really interesting in the fact that you know i feel like the jays kind of knew that this was going to be a tough outfield to play in the way that they were constructing it and yeah. i almost feel like they're doing that on purpose to make it a home field advantage yeah i completely agree because That's i exactly feel what they're doing I feel like the, the while the Rogers Center was a beautiful ballpark in the sense that like, you know, it's I at least in my opinion, it's kind of one of the more iconic ballparks, first retractable roof ballpark, you know. Um it's the, the only one it's a sky dome, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I know everyone that's like younger than like twenty is gonna be like, What's the sky dome? Honestly, I've always called it the Rogers Center because I didn't know it was the sky dome before either. My parents I, thought I, it was crazy. I think only uh I think I've only been to like four or five games in my life when it was called the Sky Dome. Because that, and that was, and those were, the, you know what? Some people out there are going to remember this. They used to do Webkin days. No freaking way. Are you serious? Where, where they on Blue Jays, like Sundays, they'd give away like a special Webkin. Oh. And I wish I was in Guelph right now because I, one year they gave away a Blue Jay Webkin that when you put it into the Webkin's website, it gave you like the Blue Jays outfit for your for your animals. What? I know, right? I for some reason this is like a, like a distinct core memory in my head. Waiting two hours for this webkin as a child and getting it. I want a Blue Jays webkin. I know, maybe maybe you know what? Just for the socials, I can get uh, my oh. mom to find it in the plastic no. bag of stuffed animals. I want one. I'll I'll show you a picture. It's like you should Google Blue Toronto Blue Jay Webkin. Or... I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and find one and buy it. It's oh, pretty that's sick. so cool! Damn. Yeah. 
anyways, not to get off topic, but no, it's totally fine. We talked about some freaking cool webkins. Um, sorry, we got yeah, we did. Um, for those who don't know, the field dimensions, it's still, I believe, they're still kind of in the works. But from what oh, I wait, understand, so can can I finish my part? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just remember what I was talking about. Yeah, go I ahead. Go ahead. Webkins. Go ahead. For sure. Um, I feel like, you know, we gotta look at like Yankee Stadium or Fenway or all Camden these sports or um Minute Maid Park in Houston. Like they all have weird things about the park that if you don't play there often can mess you up. Yeah. And the Jays did not have that before this. They had a very like boring, generic, straight curve outfield. Semi-circle. Anyone can play it. Semicircle. Yeah. Anyone can play it. And now with these new updates, it's gonna be a little bit weirder. It's gonna be tricky. But they've gotten all these great defensive outfielders where that doesn't hinder them. It hinders their opponents that have to come in for yeah. three games at a time and learn this new field. And for the first couple of months, like the Yankees are never going to play there before their first game. Like they're going to take a little bit of BP out in the outfield yeah. and catch some balls. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's tough, like. They're not going to have a lot of opportunity, but sorry, back to your point. Yeah. Um. So from what I understand, and these all, I don't believe anything's confirmed yet because the team doesn't want to release it to to other uh, teams and stuff. Like you're saying, they're, they're trying to create home field advantage, which is genius. It's very smart. Um. So for those who listen to this probably know the bullpens are being raised. Uh, all the seats are coming right to the wall. So if there's a home run, somebody's going to catch it unless it goes in the bullpen, obviously. Um. So what from what I understand, the uh, corner outfield both come in eight feet. So they're eight feet closer than they already were. And they were already pretty freaking close. But the wall is raised to 12 feet high. So it's a higher wall, but it's in closer. In the alleys, in the left and right alleys, um, I believe there's like an indent. So the wall, the wall at the very closest point is the corners. And then it goes in. And then back out. So it's it's hard to explain that's not visually. But if you want to see, go go look on Twitter and you can find it. Um, so, some of the reporters have posted it. So the walls are in eight feet. And then they go back out further for a little bit. So there's like a little bit of a curve to make it harder for outfielders to navigate out there. Um, visiting outfielders. Because the home, obviously, Blue Jays will be used to it. Um, it goes out farther and the wall comes lower. And then in center, I believe it was 400 I believe it was 405 feet or something, um, but now it's like 399 or something. So the uh, very, very center field wall came in, is coming in closer, and it's also lower. That So it goes from really high to low and further out. So it's it's kind of hard to explain um, over, over the podcast. So if you really want to go check it out, then you can look at a bunch of pictures on Twitter or MLB.com probably has some as well. Um, but yeah. We can like post them on our new Twitter, which we'll plug at the end of the episode. Facts. We can do that. We can find some pictures um, and post it there that you can go check out. But um, yeah, it, it's exciting and, and creating home field advantage was genius. All right. And moving on, you know, we're going to get we're going to have a fun end to the episode. So I feel like now's the time to talk about something that's not fun. And yeah. Tyler, I'm going to let you take the lead on this because this was just breaking and I don't know a whole lot about it, about it but uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, a salt allegation that the MLB is looking into is the short form of it. But if you want to expand any further, you can take it away. 
Yeah, for sure. So basically, uh, like Curtis said, this is is breaking news, so we don't know a whole lot. But uh, The Athletic uh, reported, and I apologize if I mess up the pronunciation of her name, but Olivia Feinstead, or Feinstead, uh, the mother of Mike Clevenger's 10-month-old daughter, accused the White Sox pitcher of multiple incidents of physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. And the MLB is currently investigating um, the allegations. So I'm sure there will be more to come there and we'll update you um, maybe the next episode if, if we know anything. But um, yeah, it, it, it just seems this seems to be like a reoccurring thing in the MLB that we hear about every year. Kind of we've heard about it with Marcelo Zuna, Roberto Osuna. Um, we heard it with Trevor Bauer, like all these things keep coming up and it's it's really kind of disturbing to hear about. Um, so. Yeah, so that's kind of all we know right now. But um, Mike Clevenger will maybe be in spring training. He might not. Nobody knows uh, where this is going to go. So stay tuned for that. And, you know, if you want to know more and read more, I'm sure The Athletic will have some articles uh, up very soon updating the situation. Exactly. That's just our kind of our quick, serious news moment that we had to talk about. I don't have anything to add besides hopefully this isn't true because it would be a very sad thing if this was true, not just for the family, but like just as a society, you hate to see when this stuff happens. But I'm going to do the hard job and make a hard right turn to something a little bit more uh, light, uh, upbeat, and talk a little bit about triple a and robo umps i know this happened a couple weeks ago we're late to it but there was a lot of blue jays news over the last uh, couple recordings that we had but i still wanted to talk about this because i think this is an interesting debate that is gonna happen throughout time as long as robo umps don't come into the majors and even when they do at the beginning there will be a debate about it but tyler i just wanted to get your thoughts first before i go on my rant about the new robo ump system that they're implementing into AAA for this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it was coming anyway. And, you know, the the quick jump to AAA is kind of surprising, but, you know, I'm all for it. I, I think the, the, chal- the, the ability to challenge a call is really awesome. Um, I, I think I've always kind of been on board with that. So I'm excited to see how it goes, and I'm sure we'll get updates almost every week from from AAA teams. And I I'm pretty sure they do like reports after every game and see how teams liked it and players liked it and fans liked it and all that kind of stuff. But no, I'm 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 really excited for it. I think it'll be really interesting to see kind of a change, see if it changes the pace of the game and and the intensity of the game, see if it has any difference there. Um, so I think we'll get a lot more details, uh, kind of from that compared to when it was like the really low minor leagues when they were testing it out. So there'll be a lot more information available, which I think is the best thing to come out of that. Okay. Now my, this is a great episode for argument because I disagree. Um, It's like, obviously technology is always good, but my problem with this is that I feel like the human aspect of umpires is what makes baseball baseball. And that there's only a few games a year when the umpire really screws up a game for a team. Yeah. Like maybe three or four times out of every team, every game in like the whole majors. Do we really see that? And it's usually only really one guy, <clears throat> Angel Hernandez. Um, But, you know, uh, not to crap all over one guy. I, I just think that it's like, it's going to be so nitpicky. Like 
for our hockey fans like the uh offside challenges where it's gonna get once if it gets to the majors a little bit tiring of like every at bat a guy could just be like i want to challenge that and see <laughs> if that was a ball I, when you get struck out and for pitchers it's going to be annoying because if you're like a millimeter off the plate the robot's going to know that and it's going to call it a ball which is going to make pitching that much harder yeah and it's already hard in this era. Like, there's already so much offensive production. Yeah. That I feel like we're doing a disservice to pitching and the art of pitching by having it come down to, like, oh, he was a couple millimeters off the plate, so we're not going to call it a strike. Yeah. As it, someone who who umpires, at like, not a high level, but I not a low level either. I, I umpire, like, provincial baseball. Mm. I, I think that that's what makes the game is, you know, sure, there's always a feeling out process between a player and an umpire. But after an inning, every good umpire knows that this is the lines. This is the rules. This is where he's going to call and you adapt. And that's what makes a good baseball player. I think this takes that out of the equation and makes every umpire predictable and makes it that much harder for pitchers. But also when you think about batters too, because if a pitcher throws a strike and it's called for a ball, they challenge batters out. And I also think this time of looking up at the board, seeing the ball come in, is going to add a little bit more time to the game when they're trying to quicken it, make it faster. Yeah. So for all those reasons, I hope it never gets to the majors. I'm not saying that if it does, I'm going to stop watching baseball or that yeah. I'm going to be an old man and be like, no, I do not like this. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. But like, I'm going to be um, pessimistic about it. And I think that we're not there yet. I mean, I think as much as people hate umpires, they're the reason baseball is the game that we love. And I think taking the autonomy out of their job is just at that point, you may as well have a screen back there. I know they want to keep these people employed, but like having like the earbud in their ear and all that jazz, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, it's going to be, there's definitely going to be like a feeling out process where everyone kind of gets used to it. But yeah, like I said, I think the best thing to come out of it being at such a high level in baseball is it, there's going to be a lot of information available to the MLB that, that they'll be able to really decide kind of what, what they want to do going forward. But anyways, moving on from uh, that, all that umpire talk, all that triple a baseball talk we got some games for you games (laughs) so we'll let tyler go first we each have a game prepared for each other each of us don't know what this game is so i'll let tyler go first and uh, let's just see i'm like i'm as in the dark as much as you are as the listeners so let's uh let's see what's about to happen here (laughs) okay you ready i'm ready yeah you pick one player from the orioles the red Sox, and the yankees you have to pick the player you think that's going to give the Blue Jays the most trouble this year that's not named players like Aaron Judge, Adley Rutschman, underrated players that you think is going to give the Jays the most trouble this season. From, sorry, say the teams again? From from our division, uh, oh, and the Rays. Rays, Yankees, and Red Sox. Um, and Orioles. And the Orioles, my bad. Does Rafael Devers count he, as an underrated super, player no he's like superstar yeah like he, he it's got to be someone different okay um hmm. for the red sox i'm actually gonna go nick pavetta the canadian 
Because if you look at his career stats, obviously I haven't looked this up. I didn't have any prep for this. Yeah. Pretty sure his stats are pretty good against the Jays and always have been no matter where he plays. And uh, I feel like the one thing that the Red Sox are always able to do against the Jays is pitch. No matter who their staff is. Um, even when it's bad, it seems like they get the upper hand on the Jays sometimes. So I think Nick Pavetta, if we're going Red Sox, is that guy. Cool. Um, I don't know if do you count Adley Rushman as a superstar for the? I, I, yeah, you got to pick someone different than Rushman. No, I feel like that's. I he didn't even. Uh, I don't. Since know. he joined the team, they were they were great ever since he joined them in May. I have to look up the roster now because there's that, so much. That's turnover. fair. That's fair. No, 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 yeah. Take take as much time as you need for Baltimore. Like I have to. Baltimore Orioles. It's it's tough. I mean, I feel like every year there's someone who really gets gets the Jays in, in a in a bind. I have mine for the Orioles, but like it's easy for me because it just happens every year and it's so annoying. I feel like uh, Cedric Mullins is my guy. Cedric Mullins is fair. He he kind of had an off year last year, but I think he's going to turn it around again this him, year. Him or Adam Frazier, those are the I, two guys. I completely like, forgot he was on the Orioles. I forgot they signed him, to be honest with you. This is why I'm looking up. I think Adam Frazier is like a low-key, sneaky guy that could be good against the Jays, especially in that new ballpark. Valid. Valid. Um, And then Yankees? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna have a little bit of a bounce back here without the shift. Interesting. And I feel like he, as he said to reporters many times, he loves to play in Toronto. He does. Yes, that's true. He loves to beat the Jays. So I think it's gonna be revenge tour for Josh Donaldson this year. Since they they kept him, I think they believe in him enough to that he can up his level once again. So I'm gonna go Josh Donaldson. Fair. Uh, anyone from the Rays that you have in mind? Hmm. Rays and Orioles always change so much in the off season. Yes, and like this is true. It's true. I'm trying to think of someone that you wouldn't consider a superstar, because like that's the, the other you 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 said like oh like someone not obvious. And I'm like, the only makes... person that I would consider a superstar on the Rays is Wander Franco and um, Randy Rosarena. You don't think any of their pitchers are are superstars? Um, I mean, Tyler Glasnow is coming back from from uh, Tommy John, and if, then I was about to say, if you weren't gonna say pitchers, I'm gonna say Tom uh, Glasnow for okay. me. Okay, I I would accept that because he's coming off Tommy John, so you don't really know what you're gonna get. I think Glasnow or Glasnow, I forget the exact way to pronounce it, is gonna. I hot take. I think he might win the. The Cy Young this year for that would be a crazy story. That would be a crazy story. Uh, I'd have to get some thoughts for my pick. I don't have my pick yet. Um, but for just for for fun's sake, my picks for for the teams would be for Yankees. I'd pick Oswaldo Cabrera. I just feel like he's gonna eat him up. Um, for the Red Sox, mm, I think I'm gonna go with Justin Turner. I feel like he's going to just crunch up the Jays. Um, for Rays, this was probably the hardest one for me. But I think if I'm going to have to pick someone, it's going to be Yandy Diaz. I think he's going to have a good year. And my 
Orioles pick is, of course, Ryan Mountcastle. He eats the Jays up every single year. I think it's just he's just going to keep doing that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's my little game. I hope you had fun. Okay, my game is more involved. So okay, let's I have it. to share. I have to share my screen. So give me a oh, moment. Oh, oh, fancy! I know. Look at me go. Uh, where is it? Ah, here we go. Let me know if you can see it. Holy moly, I can. So, I don't know how much of a TikTok guy you are, but <laughs> there's this sports thing going on sports TikTok where. It's a little bit of a trivia game. So the way that this works is that you have six teams here mm-hmm. and you have to tell me a player that's played for two of these teams. So for example, you have to tell me the player that's played for the Padres and Jays and you have to tell me a player that's played for the Yankees and Mets. I have a list. The only ones I don't have a list for is uh, Toronto, Texas, but I already have a couple in my head. So we'll be fine there. If you go a little bit off the board, I'll do some quick research. But every other combination, I have a list of at least 15 people or actually more for some that have played for both these teams. And you just got to name someone that's played for every intersection. So like Yankees, Mets, Yankees, Blue Jays, Yankees, Phillies. And then like you can do it in any order you want as it comes to your head. So whenever <sighs> you're ready, be hard. you can start. So there okay. is a couple. I, I gave you a couple easy ones. There's a couple like softball ones in the Blue Jays section. Okay. Um, for Mets and Padres, does Robinson Cano count? Because he played in both organizations. Uh, they have to be. They have to have played in the MLB for both organizations. Robinson gotcha. Cano did not play. I can double check, but I'm pretty sure he didn't play an MLB game. I don't believe he with, did either. With the Padres. Hey guys, it's Future Curtis here, and uh, I just wanted to admit that I'm actually wrong, and Tyler is right. And that actually Robinson Cano played for the New York Mets and San Diego Padres in the same season, which was in the 2022 season last year. He had uh, just under or just over, sorry, 30 at bats with each team. So uh, disregard what I said previous to this, Robinson, Robinson Cano did play for the Padres and Mets. Sorry for this interruption. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the game. Okay, Mets Rangers Degrom. Okay, that that's the one I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that one, but that's yep, that's correct. Um. Oh boy, this is not gonna be fun. Okay. Um. Jays Yankees Josh Donaldson. Okay, that's that's correct. Okay. Um, ding ding ding. Um. Okay. Yankees, Phillies, Yankees, Phillies, Yankees, Phillies. Let me. Th- oh, uh, Didi Gregorius. Yep. Nice. That okay. is also correct. Okay. What else do I need? I need Yankees, Mets. You need Blue Jays. Okay. So you need Blue Jays, Padres. Oh, um, uh, oh, oh, uh, Joe Carter. No. Uh, then it's, it's one of them. Uh, Roberto Alomar. Yep. Got it. You also need uh, Texas Jays. Texas Jays, gross. And you need, uh, uh, you still need Mets and Padres. I'm pretty sure. Okay, Texas Jays, Marcus Simeon. Good one. Um, I need Mets and who? Sorry, Mets and uh, Padres. Mets, Padres. Okay, this one's a bit challenging, actually. Uh oh. Uh, 
This is a tough one. Who? Oh, Mets, Mets, Mets. Mets, 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 Mets. Who's played on the Mets? Padres, Mets. Oh, my gosh. This is a tough one. Let me know when you uh, when you want a hint. I'm pretty proud of myself so far. Um, did you make this? I on the fly. I didn't make this. Good job. Looks good. Uh, thanks. Um, Billy's do you okay? Do you do you want to know something really funny? Yeah. For Mets Padres. Yeah. There's someone currently on the Blue Jays staff that fits this category. That's all I'll give you, but I'll give you that hint. Like on the Blue Jays team? Staff. Yeah, like not on the roster, on like their staff. They're working for them as like a coach or a manager or in the front office. They're well known. That's all I can say. Who, who coached with the Padres? No, they didn't coach these teams. In their playing days, they played for both these teams. Oh, but now they coach the Jays. Oh, I see. P. Walker. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Really? P. Walker played 95, 2001, 2002 and with the um, with the Mets and one year with the Padres. Wow. Look at me go. Let's go. In, ni- in 1996. That was six years before I was born. Yep. Back to back years. Damn. Okay. So now Yankees, Mets, and Texas Phillies is mm-hmm. what I have. Subway Texas... series. Who has jumped in the Subway series? There are some Hall of Famers on this list. Subway series. Um. Oh. Oh. Uh. No. Um. Damn. Let me know. Let me know how long you want before you want a hint for this one. Okay. Yeah, I should probably take a hint. I don't want to take too long. Okay. So there's two hints I can give you. I can give you either. I can give you a hint to do with a name, or I can give you a hint to do with an era. Which would you prefer? The name probably would help more. One of these people have the same name, first name as I do. Curtis Granderson. That is correct. Nice. Nice. Curtis Granderson played That's for a, both these teams. That was a great hint. Shout out to you. That was a great hint. I, I I threw you the life preserver there. Yeah. Do you want to hear some other names that fit this category? Sure. Yeah. Of course. R- Rich Hill. Nice. Yogi Berra. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. Uh, Latroy Hawkins, who for a time was a highly Ron regarded Blue player. Jay. Orlando Hernandez. Nice. I don't know. If um, who else would you know? There's a lot of like random people. Nice. Um, Curtis Granderson. Darren not... O'Day played for both these teams. Oh, I I that, did that's know a, that actually. That that's a deep cut reference. Chen Ho Park played for both these teams. Okay, Phillies and the Rangers. Yeah, so that's your last one. Phillies Rangers. This one, mm-hmm. I'll I'll admit, I did give you a really hard one. I could only find one list. Yeah, damn. 
And when I tell you the name that I saw on this list, I was like, oh, that's a no-brainer. You're gonna kick yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get can I get position? Uh y- yes. I'm give me one moment. From sure. of any player or um the most notable one that you think. Okay. Okay. One second. Let me find where he is. Uh, uh, Adrian Beltre played his entire career in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Uh he's a pitcher. A pitcher. Of course it's a starter. Uh he was a starter, yes. He played in an era where relievers weren't really that big of a deal. He's still he's still alive. Um oh man. Oh man. He also, fun fact, was born in Ontario. Interesting. Okay, that makes this harder. Oh man. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get this one. This is hard. Billy's in Texas. Come on. Think he's a Hall of Famer. That pitch for both of these teams. He's Canadian. He's Did Warren Holiday old... play for Texas? Roy Holiday wasn't Canadian. Oh yeah. He's one of, I'm pretty sure, two Canadians in the Hall of Fame. Larry Walker is the other one. Yes. Once you say, once I say this name, you're gonna feel stupid. I I wanted to give you the opportunity to redeem yourself. Yeah, I, I, you gotta you gotta help me out. Okay, so the most notable one is Fergie Jenkins. Oh damn, that's unfortunate. Who is probably one of the most legendary pitchers of all time. Damn. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get that. I did not know he was Canadian though. That's a fact that I forgot. I didn't know that either. Shout out Fergie Jenkins. At the ripe old age of 80, he is still around. And apparently, according to Wikipedia's coaching. So Really? Damn. At 85, do you say? Uh, Actually, let me fact check that real quick. This uh, was a good uh, idea. I like this game. I feel like I did pretty to... good for my first time. You did. Do you want me to make you another one for next week? I would love that. That would be wonderful. Or do you want to switch it around and you make one for me next week? Uh, yeah, I'd be down to do Either that. Either or, whatever you want to do. I'm cool, man. I just thought it would be fun to bring this. I like being quizzed, so like we can do it again this way. We'll talk about I, it. We'll I feel it. like you're more uh, baseball savvy in terms of like the old stats than I am. Yeah, I think so, like, it's, a, it's a good blend. But yeah, no, good idea. I'll, I will come with a similar game, kind of like the one I had last week. Or I cannot this, this confirm episode. or deny if he's still coaching. Probably not, because he's 80. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, on Google, he's listed as Canadian coach. Oh, wow. Maybe like in the past. Fergie Jenkins coaching. Everyone's just going to listen to this segment and either they're I wonder how many people write down in the comments or message us on any platform. Did you get Fergie Jenkins from my hands? Let us know. That would be funny. I want to cool. know how many people got that one because I even I was like as I was throwing this together last minute I'm like oh this one's gonna be like really hard but like I didn't want to make it really easy for you so yeah fair this is fun though I liked it very fun good idea alrighty well the game's over I guess I'll say you won you kind of uh you kind of needed a little bit of help towards the end there but that's fine we'll give you the uh 
the participation medal. You've won the game. I got plenty of those, man. Add them to the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no true words have been said, my friend, for myself as well. Yeah. But quickly, since I have to get going, uh, plug time. Go ahead, plug yourself. Best day ever. Um, yeah, you can follow me same as every single week. Uh, Prosec Tyler on Twitter, P R O C Y K Tyler. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, T Prosec underscore for updates on you know OTL articles, um, my personal you know uh, stuff that I'm doing, and uh, yeah, and a lot of uh, Blue Jays love. Um, and I know Curtis is going to talk about it anyway, but make sure to give our, uh, the podcast Twitter a follow. Curtis will get into it, but. Uh, we're just starting that up and um, you know, the more exposure, the better, you know, the, the our listeners are very important to us. You know, we don't do this without people listening to it or else what's the point. So uh, we appreciate you and we appreciate your support and your follows. Um, and we're looking forward to uh, a, a great season uh, of baseball this year. And yeah, follow me, follow OTL, get those articles read, you know, have fun. Uh, I also want to give a quick fun fact that every episode so far this season has over 100 views. So keep it up, folks. Keep on supporting us. We really appreciate it. We do. Um, if you like more things that we did at the end there, like a little game, let us know. We'll do more of that. We're here for you. I mean, we're here for us, yeah. but we're more here for you. Maybe so we get some, some some fans of the show on for a game or two once in a while. That would be cool, too. You know, we'll see. We'll explore stuff. And sooner or later... Creeping around the corner, volume three of the over unders will be coming back this year. Robert Vona will likely make a return as the host. We're excited. I mean, it's a it's an annual thing now. It's happened twice, yeah. so it's now it's now it's technically annual. It is. I'm excited. So we got another year of that coming up with some more content around it, so that you can keep up with us on all the categories. But. With that being said, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at cmartin2292 on Instagram and at cmartin387 on Twitter. If you are the person that has cmartin2292 on Twitter, I would really appreciate it if you gave it to me because it's a little bit confusing having two different handles. Because <laughs> uh, he didn't plug himself, follow this guy, uh, Prosec Tyler, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, make sure to check him out. Check out the new Twitter account for this show, Blue Jays Away podcast at Blue Jays Away pod on Twitter. If you type either of those into Twitter, it'll pop up. Give us a follow. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, all the love is uh, is appreciated. We love the support. Um, we're going to have a lot of stuff up there like clips. Um, we're going to tweet about a lot of stuff. We're going to have some fun content that we haven't done yet, but uh, some ideas that we're going to be shooting and all that kind of fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but with that being said, I want to thank all of you for listening. You can can you like and subscribe to this podcast? Can you? It'd be we really appreciate it. Tell all your friends about it. Make Listen sure to, your to family. Yeah. Put it on the car when you're driving your kids to work if you're a parent. Like we're we're great for we're great with kids. Family fun. Family right here. <laughs> all we talk year about, round. We talk about webkids. Come on. We did talk about webkins. Like, Even come on, what else do you need? Your kids are not going to know what webkins are, but that's okay. No, probably not. Do do they still sell? Okay. No. Nope. Do they still sell webkins nope. at the dollar store? Trust me. Trust me. If they did, I would know. They don't. 
All right. I think one of our first like official like tweets that is our purely our own instead of replying will be a photo of this Blue Jays plushie from home. I will get my family to hunt it down. Captioned, if you know, it. you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. This is very true. Anyways, make sure to follow Overline Sports as well on Twitter and Instagram, OTL Sports CA. You can find all of our articles and this podcast on the Overline Sports page. It's www.overlinesports.ca. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. We're back to weekly. We'll see you next week. Yeah.